to Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we are absolutely sure we don't know everything. And y'all, I must be outside my goddamn mind because for some fucking reason, I thought it would be smart to have seven people on one episode. Everybody, just to get this out of the way, and the count of three, just talk into your microphone, just so we can get all the crosstalk out of the way. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Guys, I am so excited. And some of my very closest friends are here. I've got the Cooter Club, which is my <laughs> text message group text message group chain of these lovely ladies that I've known for five, six, seven, eight years. And one of my other lovely ladies, Devin Lytle. You guys know her from BuzzFeed, from Ladylike, from a bunch of stuff on the internet. But we are not having you here today to talk about any of that stuff. No, we're not. We're going to talk about my vagina. <laughs> Everyone's vaginas. Mm. Ladies, we are talking about fertility. We are talking about eggs. We are talking about babies. And I figured why not invite over some of my closest, dearest friends who have all in some way been involved in this conversation uh so let's go around the around the circle shall we let's start here to our left this is dana oh hi dirty dana dirty. Uh, thanks so much for being here thank you uh you are from florida that's why i'm talking like this Correct. so we immediately bonded over the fact that we are both dirty and disgusting uh but we get shit done we get her done don't we ain't that right uh can you tell the audience uh what you do what your age is and uh just your kind of connection to fertility egg freeze and that whole dead old thing yeah i'm dana i'm 34 years old uh i work in the biotech industry oh she's smart wow uh, right you weren't expecting that were you (laughs) i'm a cpa a certified public accountant so i work on the finance side of the biotech industry Um, I've taken some time off in the last year, and once I realized I was going to take some time off, the first thing I started thinking about was something I didn't want to do at all, uh, was freezing my eggs. Mm. So we'll talk a little bit more, but that has actually been postponed, but I'm going to be starting next week Wow! uh, for my month-long process. Yeah. You are in the thick of it right now. Not, oh, not yet, no. Oh. No, the the procedure isn't next week. I start... The process no, but week. didn't you already try? Okay, I'm getting too much into it. We'll come back to you. I did try, and I was yeah, I tried, and I was told to to hold off, take some supplements, um, mm. and then just some of the other physical things weren't all aligned mm. as they should be in order to have the best outcome because okay. that's expensive. So you you want to make sure that oh, you're yeah, in a row, right and yeah. So I've taken the time to do that, and one year later, we're we're trying again. Love that. Uh, let's go on to Heather. First of all, we have to say congratulations, Heather. Because Heather just got engaged. Yeah, I did. That is correct. Heather, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, my name is Heather. Um, and <laughs> I'm 36. I just turned 36 on Thursday. Oh, yeah. And it was your birthday. It was, yeah. Well, no one cares because you got engaged. Yes. Right. Sorry. Except for me. (laughs) (laughs) Except for me, but that's okay. Um, I work for a video content company, so I'm in the digital space. And I did my IVF procedure. The whole process was last April. 
Wow. And something crazy we'll kind of dive into is you did that while you were just still in a relationship. You guys weren't uh, stereotypically married or like doing the uh, kids with a white picket fence situation. No. Which I thought was really cool. I was like, holy shit. She doesn't give a shit. She just... Put right. Them in the, in exactly. The yeah. And also, <laughs> and the primary reason for doing IVF, if the IVF is, um, I don't ever want to be pregnant. So Ooh. yeah, surrogacy all the way. Uh, Sorry, Amanda. You did it so story. well. I could never yeah. live up to it. Really, that's it. Um, that's such yeah. a great point of view because mm-hmm. I've totally forgot about that too. Mm-hmm. Thank you for introducing yourself, Devin Lytle. I mean, I feel like so many people, especially this audience, already know so much about you, but. Drum roll. There's something that a lot of motherfucking people don't know about you. Um, well, I used to work as an egg donor recruiter. What? Oh, wow. What even is that? Well, if you want to get eggs, if you like can't, if you have, um, I don't know, issues yeah. or if you are, um, a, you know, in a, a gay relationship or mm-hmm. if you're a single mom, mm-hmm. um, whatever the story is, you need eggs. Wow. And so they have to recruit people, um, mostly college women. I was going to ask, when did you do this? Cause I feel like so many people know you in your It was 20s. like my second, no, it was like my third job in Los Angeles. It was out here. It was out here. Yeah. 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 I have, I have crazy LA job stories. Wow. And one of them I'm was sure is about, Buzzfeed. and you yourself has, <laughs> have actually donated. I have. Eggs, I have donated. I didn't know that. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. We'll get to it. Yeah. But whoa. Hi. Okay. Shadi, hey. my girl, Shadi. Uh, let's uh, hear a little bit about you. What's your name? What are you working? What are you? What's your story with eggs? <laughs> so I know Shadi. I'm 39. Um, I donated, or I'm sorry, I, I froze my eggs like three three years ago, and I actually had to uh, do it twice. Um, I was on that birth control where you only have your period like every three months, mm-hmm. and I was doing that for like forever i mean it was great and it, <laughs> it really was and I, I didn't have like i didn't have any spotting i didn't have any of the issues that most people have um and then when i went to do the egg freezing it it when i the first time i did it they were like oh there's only like a few they don't want and to so, know yeah and so what they said is okay just wait don't do it this time and then come back let it like wash out wait longer so i did that and then it was just a much better result but i ended up having i ended up doing actually twice like the process wow yeah. and did you have to pay full price both times yeah yeah I ooh, mean ooh. I was lucky because like through my work like my insurance was pretty good mm. so I was able to you know some of the like the appointments the ultrasounds and things like that those were covered but mm. I mean yeah and you point out your insurance with your job. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's already such an expensive process to think about having to do it twice. Like some people might not even afford to do that. Mm-hmm. Was it in, was it not even a question in your mind? Like you also did it sans relationship yeah. where you where you just like I'm fucking doing this. I need to get it done. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think it's tough. I, I know that there's um, there's like programs out mm-hmm. there. So I think for if you don't have the money, I think just do research because I know things exist that they help you to pay for it. I did not know that yeah um but yeah i mean i just knew i was gonna do it yeah um i wanted to have options and yeah i mean it's it's a it's it's not a fun process it's mm-hmm. pretty much like one super annoying month to six weeks Ugh. but you know you do it and you know you're you just it's done and forget yeah. about it yeah well in the freezer and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to the back forget about it dust it off when you're ready yeah, exactly. um thank you now we're moving on to hello I'm Amanda. Hi. I am 34 years old. I'm in sales. 
I did not do egg retrieval, mm-hmm. um, but I have a baby. Yes, you guys! Yes. His name is Little Bo Bear. Baby. He's 11 months old almost. Yeah. But, you know, you just reminded me actually that before my husband and I got pregnant, I had two different doctors, like my OB and my uh, just general doctor, and they both recommended, not knowing each other, to freeze my eggs. I just remembered that 30, 30 seconds ago. Four years old? Uh, or no, how old are you? Like, uh, no, no, I had the baby at um, 33. Yeah. So 31, too. They were what? recommending you yeah. to freeze your eggs mm-hmm. then? Because yeah. at the time, uh-huh. no plans on getting pregnant. Right. We were even married, I think, at one point during one of those suggestions. Yeah. But you, yeah, you just reminded me of that. So wow. I don't, I don't know. And what how I long have done. you been married? Uh, th- oh, three and a half years. And four years. Were, were kids always the plan for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, at some point, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. At some point, we wanted kids. But. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for sharing. Yeah. And last but certainly not least, besides myself, our lovely bookend over there, Stephanie. I don't know why I'm pronouncing you like you're a athlete. I mean, you are. You're an athlete in my mind. Thank you. Um, um, what's your story? I run a marathon. <laughs> um, I am Stephanie. I am an attorney. Ooh, yes, she what? is. Ooh. Honey, she'll see you so fast. I, think. I, I am 38 years old. <laughs> oh. I did the procedure twice, and unlike Shoddy, I would not have done it had my insurance not paid for it both times. Wow. There are certain insurances, and they don't tell you when you get your benefits. I'm not telling you to read them because no one's going to. I'm not saying this because I'm a lawyer. I know an attorney. (laughs) But ask your HR because they don't tell you in the pamphlets that they give you or they change them. Mine was called Progeny, so that's the one I specifically asked for. And through that, they paid for all of my appointments, the ultrasound, and everything except for the freezing. Which is like 300, 250 a year. a year. But instead of being like 15 grand, I'll pay the 350 to freeze those little suckers. Wow. So I did it twice. Why? Um, because the first time, uh, my sob story, this is Stephanie, I didn't actually get that many eggs. I don't know if, so basically, when I went in, the doctor said to me, well, you look young, but your body isn't. And I was like, oh, first of all, excuse, you didn't walk out. Excuse. Uh, no, I just I should have. Um, mm. But once I picked my ego up off the floor, um, he was basically like everyone is born with a certain amount of eggs. You don't know how many you're going to have. You don't know what factors impact it. So certain people may be 38 and have 20 eggs, certain people may be 38 and have zero. You don't know until you go through and start getting it. I have a thyroid issue. They don't know if that's exactly what impacts it, Mm. but that might. Mm. And then I smoked, unless my mom is watching this, then I quit. she definitely did it. Um, I drink all the time, unless my mom is watching this, then then I won't get my glass of wine right now. (laughs) So I don't know of any of those factors because there's people who smoke, there's people who drink, there's people Mm -hmm. who get a ton of them. So the first time I didn't get very many, I'm probably getting in too deep of this. Sorry. No, this Um, is literally what this podcast is for. I have a question. Yes, Amanda. Do they know what I'm asking everyone actually, but looking at you, do they know how many eggs you have or they don't know until mm-hmm. you're they're actually coming out of your body they or check, they're retrieving them? They from check you. your follicles and your follicles hold eggs and you may your you may have basically how many follicles you have is the minimum amount of eggs you could have sort of. So like if you have four follicles, then you can probably get at least one egg out of each of them, but you don't like follicles. Aren't those the tentacles yeah. on your ovaries? Yeah. Yes. Correct. So, b- number of follicles equals number of eggs in your body. You could have more eggs. For lack of better words. Yes. Like, so the more follicles down. you have, the better it is. Each follicle may have one or more eggs. My girlfriend just did this mm-hmm. and she had like 16 follicles, but got 23 eggs. Wow. I had four follicles and got four eggs. 
So that's not a lot. And you're supposed to have six if you want to have, like it's supposed to be six per six eggs per baby. I Wait, what? I got 15. Wait, hold on. I thought it's one egg equals one baby. Well, not all of them. Right, right. Not all of the eggs when you freeze them survive to like its highest capability. So you want to grab 10 for your best chance at having one baby. Well, that seems mathematically like poker wise. You're not winning. Hi, I'm Kelsey. I'm 29 (laughs) and I have no fucking clue what we're talking about. I I have no relationship. Amanda's already shaking her head. I'm already kind. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but think about sperm. Like think about getting pregnant naturally. Yeah. What is it? A bazillion every time. A bazillion oh, sperm go up there, point. but only one baby yeah. comes out. So, Maybe two if you're yeah. lucky. We'll also, they see like if you might have a certain number of eggs, but after the retrieval, they're like, okay, a couple of them are not good good enough. So what do you, you mean might by even, not, not good enough? Healthy. Like, but why can one be sick? It's not sick. It's just damaged. They were frozen. So, <laughs> like, what we did is, so I don't have eggs frozen. This I have embryos Heather, frozen. Oh, this is how they high. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so what they do is then, so they basically mix, they marry the sperm and the eggs. Uh And then, um, there's like a half life for each. They have to split a certain amount of times before they're, uh, you know, healthy and they're actually going to move to the next phase in reproduction. So this is right, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think I got this right. That's why she's here. Um, So yes. So we had uh, 14 eggs that we got, but uh, then we put the sperm in all of them. And from there, we had six eggs that went to the next stage. And then from there, we had four that went to testing, to genetic testing, to make sure that all the chromosomes are, you know, working and firing on all cylinders. And so now we have, we had one that came back missing, like, its 16th chromosome. So you just don't pursue that as an option because it will come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have three embryos now, three healthy so ones. Right. A, so your kids are on ice. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. different. Yeah. You have to your make that distinction. Yeah. Your kids are on that's ice. Right. So that's the only yeah. thing I was going to say is there's two. So you have a husband, boyfriend, fiance. You have something that something. is going to be yes. with you for life. <laughs> the way Shadi and I did it and the way I assume Dana is going to do it, I don't know, you'll speak for that, is that if you don't have somebody to fertilize them, then I have four, oh, yes, I have six eggs in a freezer by themselves you have the next step. Mm-hmm. And they say the embryo is a better chance. Like they encourage Well, because that's not yeah. the next step. So mine, so I have six early runners where she has after 15 or 16, you have them out the way that are ready to be put into someone's body. So they're two different things. Mm-hmm. And those are a different process and yours costs more money. Yes. Mine was the initial phase. And so that should be a distinction of Absolutely. if you're getting them yeah. inseminated versus just chilling in a freezer. Yes. shows you from 14 or 15 yeah. down to three. Yeah. So right. you can only so imagine. Each stage you lose. Why do yeah. the embryos have a better chance than just the eggs on ice and then do it later? Well, it, it just depends on... Um, I feel like, well, it's like taking the to the next step. It's mm-hmm. like the next uh, set of testing. You've already and you cut can, out one. And you can test all the eggs when they're fresh. Because fresh eggs are uh, better, really, than frozen eggs. Delicious. Right. I know, right? Let's start, let's start like, at the very beginning. Because where I am in my yeah, pussy journey is I am in, like, a week. Actually, is it? Maybe it's tomorrow. I don't know. It's either tomorrow or in, like, two weeks. All cycles should now be called. Where are you at in your pussy journey? <laughs> pussy journey. Are you on day one? of your pussy journey. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your pussy journey, sister. I did not mean my period. I meant I'm going to get my eggs 
checked question oh, mark? Oh, oh, no. but it's not because I'm like not because like Jared and I are just having a kid but also like I don't think we would I don't even know if we would do the embryo situation so let's start at the beginning Devin yes. Lytle hi person who knows many a thing about this in being an egg recruiter you sound like a a farmer because yeah, uh, yeah I'm a harvester you go out there yeah. and you harvest human <laughs> sure, bodies sure you also donated which mm-hmm. I want to get to a little bit about like there's a chance you have a fucking kid out there. There's not. There's not? No. Why? Wait, how? Elaborate. Because I worked at the... Uh, sperm donor. Huh? No, I wasn't... For research? Huh? Were your eggs for research? No, no, no. I worked at the... <laughs> Let her finish! ...company. So because of that, I had, like... I was privy... To, I didn't know who the donor... Or I didn't know who the mother was. But I was privy to, like, the information of, like, if it was successful or not. Oh, so you just donated them and they were like, we're immediately going to try and use these. Yes. And we will tell you if you, it's successful. Yes. yes. And because it's a whole different process. So like I'm by no means an expert, but she's knows things. I know something. And we have I a lawyer things. here, so she can always. We can, I feel like this is going to be like this, this is going to be like a patchwork quilt of yeah. knowledge. Yeah, yeah. How feminine. I'm yeah. here for it. Hashtag feminine. Yeah. Wait, with the disclaimer that no one knows anything because no. medical stuff oh, yeah. is still evolving. Hashtag lawyer. Hashtag oh, yeah. disclaimer. Right. Also, thank you so much. But also, I feel like the female body because they haven't done research into the female Amen. body at all. Fucked it's up. just a mystery. It's a beautiful lotus flower mystery. Oh. You know, <laughs> mine's um, more like a Venus flytrap. So they trap. told you that your egg donation was successful but they wouldn't tell did they, did they tell you that they told me it was unsuccessful they told me because oh, uh, excuse me I'm yeah so basically but they told you yes were you did shitting your fucking pants no you weren't shitting your pants like oh my god there's a chance this lady's about to get knocked up by my egg it wouldn't have been my egg. I mean, mean, yes, it would be my egg, but it wouldn't be my child. Why? So it's based off of like kind, kind of your values. So it's based off of like what you believe. And so I feel like what for me, I don't believe that. I mean, the eggs are the seed of life, but I don't think that they are my life. Whoa. You I know? have a question. Can I you kind s- of think that they are like bits and pieces that I can give to somebody to help them out. Hold on. Hold on. Hold the phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? Because I thought your egg is like your genetic sack. It is. Oh, it I absolutely is. I was going to ask, is, is it your DNA? Yeah, so it absolutely Got is. It. But it like, it's not going to be my partner who inseminates the egg. I don't know who the father is. Right. I'm not going to raise that child. I wrote a letter to the, like the birth parent or the parents. Well, they would be the birth parents. She would carry the baby or a surrogate would carry the baby. Um, and so but I. But you think environment makes the child. Love makes the child. I, she gets like my genetics, but they like when it comes to like recruiting egg donors, you you try very hard to get like I don't want to say like the best genetics because that's yeah. very no, but, the, it's, but it's, you do. It is a system that favors a certain type of people: Jewish, uh, Asian. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, know if educated. they picked like like clicked on? Yeah, I want a Caucasian woman with this height with this. I don't know how it works, but they want like they pick you and your age. Yes, so typically they want a certain medical history to make sure that the baby's going to be healthy. Right. Oh, but I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) They'll be like, "Oh, she's crazy." (laughs) Never mind. Yeah, they want to know your sexual partners. (laughs) Bye. I'm Uh, so out. Can we elaborate on that? (laughs) How many? Like, like, what are they asking? How many? How, like, what are they asking? Mm-hmm. Are there check boxes? Yeah. Like ranges? For how long? Or, yeah. yeah, they want to know, like, basically how many people you've slept with, if there's a high chance of STDs. But why wouldn't they just test you for that and skip they that do. question? They but, do. like, stuff like herpes, hides is, um, mm-hmm. is like, uh, seasonal. 
You imagine yeah. it's a really big investment. When I was in college a long time ago, they would pay you like 80,000 for your eggs and you had to be five, seven, get a certain score on your SAT. You'd have certain grades, you'd have certain heritage and they would pay, I mean, they would pay you 80,000. 80? Wow, that's not really high. at the Florida State newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> right now, the Tallahassee <laughs> Sun or whatever that was. Florida. Oh my God, it's five grand. She's like, you're not giving your pay. But you got to imagine back then too, it's like the medical was way worse. It was supposed to be really painful for a woman. Like I just remember hearing about it and being like, I was too short to do it because I was like, shit, I'll give you all of my eggs for 80000 You're eggs. Jewish and... I'm five, three and three quarters. So I fit all the education. I fit the background. I didn't fit the height requirements. And they wanted you to be five, seven. Okay, hold on. I want to say, Danny, you just said an interesting thing where your mom said you're not giving away your babies for five grand. Because that's how I thought of it. But you're kind of changing my mind right here. Yeah. Where you're saying just because it's your DNA. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. You don't have that. You don't have that like. Like, whenever I adopt Barry out, I'm still be like, bitch, that's my dog. Like, no, I am a difference. Mom. You were his parent. Yeah. For however long. But you don't feel like an ownership I, over your egg? I mean, yes and no. Mm. Ooh, you know do you feel I mean? an ownership over blood transfusion? Or, like, no. your hair? Your, your DNA is your hair. But I guess, blo- great but, question. But eggs are meant to create life. Sure, eggs sure. are meant to create life. Fair, and fair and you're taught from such a young age that, like women's unfortunately like evolutionarily our job is to procreate I and mean, of course we don't subscribe to that but that's what i just feel you, like because i'm such a, so huge, is a human race though i mean so are men as well yeah the, no that's what i'm saying I mean, like, like personally i just feel like it's i can't believe i believe so wholeheartedly in abortion and a woman's white yeah, right to choose and i don't think it's life when it's a bunch of cells in a body. I don't right? think anyone in this mm-hmm. room does. Right. So, like, I don't, th- from that, I think I just, like, mentally extrapolate that I don't necessarily, like, yes, it's life and it is potential, but I'm not ready for it and it's going to die anyway. Okay, I guess here's what I'm... going to die anyway, so it's not mine. Here's how what I'm thinking then. It's like, you're, f- I'm afraid by donating my eggs that one day in 20 years, I'm going to be standing at Starbucks and the barista's going to look at me and we're going to lock eyes <laughs> and I'm going to be like... <gasps> connection well you're gonna like be like that's my baby like that i think we have to get that idea out of people's heads for people that want to donate yeah absolutely i I just it's not your baby though i mean it's your genetic code but like think about everything that goes seriously um but think about everything that goes into like carrying a baby into raising a child like i believe that i believe that parents are the people who raise you right of course those are right. like you couldn't agree more yeah so th- then let's talk a little bit about how you would actually recruit people would you go out with flyers on like campus oh no no no, no. it was all like advertised already digitally like oh. on facebook and whatnot and i had to sort through applications and call people so you were and then picking. I, and then i had yes i was picking yeah. and i would interview people and then i would also kind of see them through the first steps of their process so when you're interviewing do you evaluate this mindset and philosophy? Because if someone isn't really committed in that type of concept, are they really going to be ready to donate their eggs? I imagine you have to do a little psychoanalysis on this because it's a major commitment, you know? Yeah. Again, my mom's saying, you know, give away your babies for 5000 I imagine that has to be part of the recruitment process. And you know what? The big, one of the biggest part problems with, like, donor recruitment is a lot of times the donors will flee. They'll run away. What? They'll, like, oh. stop doing it. They'll, like, stop. Do you still get the process. money? 
I mean, the donors won't. The donors don't get the money until the very end. So uh, did you get money? Oh, I did. I did. Even though it wasn't a successful pregnancy? Right. Yes, 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 yes. Do you get more if it is successful? Ooh. No. Do they have the option to send you money for the rest of your life? Like, thank you so much for this gift. No, I don't think so. And at least not at my company. I feel like, because usually most donor situations when mm-hmm. you get like a recruit, mm-hmm. um, a recruit, um, it's usually like blind, like that you don't know who they are. Oh, and like, I still to this day don't know who. I think most of the time they want it to be anonymous yeah. for a number of reasons, including God forbid you go on a killing spree. You don't want the little one <laughs> right. or like bad stuff and I mean, good stuff. You don't want someone to find you if they have that idea. We're that, a couple like, heartbeats away, sister. Like, like, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> how often do the donors flee? Well, I, there's this one dramatic story. And this was actually the story that made me change my mind that mm. I was going to do it because I had the jump, which was crazy. First off, this place, really do your research if you're thinking about being a donor, because there are a lot of places that will manipulate women. And this place didn't, wasn't necessarily like that. Um, but there was just some crazy business practices. Um, can you elaborate? (laughs) No, it was just, it's just the woman who rate, like who ran the business was crazy. Like she just was like a little bit like all over the place, but like the business itself was good. Like, and we had, and like, we really had great doctors that we worked with, but just like, I have opinions about the woman in charge. Anyway, um, so the, the story that made me change my mind is a donor fled. They had this donor who, uh, like, she was flying from, I guess, Texas to, like, California. They were flying her out, which is an insane extra cost because you have to put mm-hmm. them up. You have to, like, um, and this is multiple doctor's appointments and whatnot. And so it was her final doctor's appointment. They had already shot her up with this hormone that is like the final process, I'm sure y'all know, mm-hmm. where it basically, it gets like all of those eggs, all of those follicles healthy and ready to go for harvesting. <laughs> I know. I, the terms are so brutal. So Harvesting, awful. recruit, blah, 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 blah. We Plus need a journey. vernacular. <laughs> yeah, over. you should hire me to like define <laughs> your, cheers, <laughs> your yeah. words. Yeah, seriously. Like, like, yeah, let's put some yoni energy yeah, on you. this. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, she, uh, the mother called uh, the, and we like it was a small office so they put her on speakerphone because it was like a crisis basically she the donor like landed in California and then her and her boyfriend took the rental car and like fled <gasps> so was that the plan all along I, we don't know I don't know or she got second thoughts um, probably can you have second thoughts after you've successfully donated say I want them back no, no. absolutely you signed so what? much legal paperwork so much. you do uh-huh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? so you're shaking your head Heather uh, yeah. engaged uh, that's your, we had that's to your do, color. Yeah. Like before they'll do the harvesting, um, you have to sign all this paperwork saying in the event that, um, you guys break up, like where do the eggs go? Um, <gasps> what'd you say? If we break up, I get the eggs. Nice. Um, Wait, if, but they're embryos. Yeah. Sorry. Embryos. Oh, okay. Right. So you Thank get you. the like pre-made Baby yes, so then I would just still I would be in possession of them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you break up. That's you correct. Have the privilege. I'm kind of bearing his job. Right. Yes, and then wait, um, he was okay. Sorry, this yes, is maybe wait, a little more personal than very I fascinating. Asked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's no. I mean, we tell people about it all the time. So, so was that what? What does that conversation look like? That well, you have to sign all this paperwork before they do that. So we just sat there on the couch and we were like, okay, what do you want to do? He's like, oh, you can keep him. I was like, okay, great. Sign all the document. Docu sign. And he has to docu sign, and then the clinic does too. Um, and then if we pass away, then we're actually donating them to a couple that can't have kids. So, so if you both beautiful. pass away, beautiful. What if one of you passes away? Same sitch? Yeah, yeah. Then like the Josh other one would be able take, to take possession of the embryos and put it yeah. in the woman. Uh, 
Yeah, well, they were going to do mean, that anyway. Yeah. Surrogacy. Oh wait, yeah, goodbye. Right. No, but I mean like another woman to oh, raise. Oh yeah, I mean, hey, if I'm no longer there, then mm. who gives a shit? Um, really not Um, yeah, and then there's also a lot of other stuff because when we said we wanted to do surrogacy eventually, you still have to do all the testing, mm-hmm. um, and all this. I think it's FDA stuff. They have to do all these extra blood panels and. Um, they go through all your medical history, all this crazy stuff, mm-hmm. because your DNA is going to be put into someone else's body, and so, yeah. So that's an interesting, uh, I feel like we should dive into your story a little bit more uh, about, I don't know how to ask this, like, why don't you want to be pregnant? Because I don't really either. Like, mm-hmm. I could maybe fuck with the idea of having a kid, but the idea of pregnancy fucking terrifies me. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's your take? I've just never, ever, ever wanted to be pregnant. Ever since I was a kid, I was like, I just don't ever want to be pregnant. I feel like I just, we should also I, mention, I don't, you're very small. Yeah. Does that I mean, have anything to do small? with it? No, I mean, I mean, part of it. I just, yeah, like, I just don't ever. You just knew. Yeah. You just knew. I just never, and mm-hmm. I was like, I just don't want that. I mean, I think it's great. Like, obviously, I'm like, wow, more power to you. Like, holy yeah. shit. Um, but I just don't think I could do it. But you and want, want to. you want a, a kid with Josh. Well, yes, but there's, so, yeah, so, well, yes, but, like, there'd be a lot of things that have to be in place before we could, like, have a kid. Yeah, so was, like, freezing help. the embryos more, like, plans? Like a hedge. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. eventually, like, if we're 40 and we're, like, okay, we can have a lot of support staff, then we'll have children, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. So you bring up the age, right? Like, I have to imagine. How Can we just quickly go around and say the age at which you froze? So oh, I'll be 34 when I freeze. This is Dana. And they tell you, well, they can just say that scientifically there's a lot of data that your body changes at 35. But then now they're disproving that. Not necessarily. Because those tests that they have come up with that at are like ancient. There are more because tests that was, now. That and was pre-antibiotics, well, pre-supplements. Well, that's what I'm saying. Everything's a changing. Everything's a tests. moving target. Like, yeah. there's not really a set Hold on. Now. I want to go around and say what age you were when you froze. So you'll be, be 34. 35. No, no. 36 and 37? Oh, you have a kid. 36 and 37. Okay. So was age something that was brought up to you by a doctor? Or is that something you and Josh looked at each other and were kind of like... We should think about oh yeah he fertility w- yeah so like every New Year's we always do this thing like oh what three things do you want to accomplish this year as an individual or as a couple and so last year one of those things he was like I think we should do the egg freezing so I was like oh okay and then we just did it oh that's beautiful yeah <laughs> you seem to you guys seem to have pretty quick conversations about giant decisions and I'm such a Capricorn I'm like that's fucking beautiful yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god oh my god of course. December 23rd. Oh, so you're like an early Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow, simplicity. Mm. Yeah, well, I do like <laughs> things very it. simple. Like, I, if I need to make a decision, I'm like, yes, no. I hate like thinking about it. Yeah. I'm just like, no. Yes. Yeah, but I think like that kind of yeah, ties yeah. into the conversation. I know. Especially about motherhood because that's something uh, like Amanda, you say you always knew that that was like part of the plan eventually. But was that until you met Brent? Oh, yeah, of course. Because you used to party. I know. <laughs> and I, I say I used to, like, you didn't just get drunk last week. Like, <laughs> you still party. But, I mean, yeah. there was a emotional shift or, like, yes, a, a absolutely. light shift. I, I personally wanted to get pregnant or have a baby with someone I loved and wanted to be with for the rest of my life and 
best father ever, obviously. Yeah. So you, but to Dana's sorry, to Dana's yeah. point. They call it a geriatric pregnancy. Oh, yeah. No, What's that? At 35. At 35. Yes. Shut you are a high-risk um, geriatric so pregnancy. Will, yes. Talking about verbiage. Uh -huh. Geriatric pregnancy. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. and so like, my next child, yeah. if we have one, I'll be geriatric. And, that, and like what, what we were saying, Steph, when you were talking about things are moving and they're constantly shifting, is that at a certain age, they say like your fertility is divided in half or something at the age of... I don't believe that shit. No. no. They say with the data available now. Now, I want to preface this with getting pregnant has nothing to do with the quantity of eggs you have. Sure. It is all about the quality mm -hmm. of eggs you have. So you may only be putting out two eggs a month, but they some high quality eggs. Yep. And you're more likely to get pregnant mm. with a high quality egg exactly. than 15 mm. eggs that are not of the best quality. Maybe your lifestyle, right. maybe your genetics, whatever that may be. But they, the research that is available as of today is that after the age of 35, your quantity of eggs starts to decrease. They have no indication of quality. They can't do any checks. However, they can quickly tell uh, from an ultrasound and combined with blood work, but That's from an I'm ultrasound, doing. the amount so, well, so of I wanna, follicles you have. I want to ask then the three, Steph, Shadi, and Dana, about the freezing, like you guys were all in various stages. Like Dana, when we first started having this conversation, you you didn't have a boyfriend at the time. Now you do. Is the conversation any different? Shadi, knowing your shit's on ice, are you gonna like Sandra block this situation ever? Mm -hmm. Steph, you also in a relationship. Like, how does your boyfriend feel that you already had these things? ready to cook so like. he was so I'll tell you for mine I didn't have a boyfriend the first time and for those of you who haven't done it it sucks oh. and I'm saying this as someone who only did it because it was paid for and was never sure she wanted to have kids mm -hmm. it is a draining sad process mm. not only is the verbiage bad not only is someone telling you you're pretty but your insides are old as shit <laughs> like things don't go well you're pulled up with hormones and you see all of these couples so if you wanted to be in a couple you're by yourself you can have all of the friends i think i called you know dana and shoddy offered to come over and give me shots like mm. dana came over and actually gave me shots sometimes like you have friends that are there but it's nothing as difficult as actually going in and i think that that's something that like people don't tell you is like you're getting shot up with hormones it's a shitty can i swear on this podcast fucking course okay <laughs> shitty process i thought it was shitty some people with boyfriends or whatever so anyways i didn't have a boyfriend the first time i cried a lot yeah i was like this and then i also cried because it wasn't going well mm -hmm. like some people come out and are like i got all these eggs i walked in and it was just like every you go like at the beginning you get shots and you go in like every other day and it was literally like a steph beating all the time it was like hey you're not doing so well hey you're not performing hey you know we're trying but i don't know if you're ever going to do this i don't know if this is going to happen and for someone who wasn't even sure they wanted it you're like what the fuck it yeah. sucks and you, you know no maybe control. it's like no control yeah you have no control you can't do anything you can't look back because they like they don't know you can't be like oh if i hadn't smoked those two cigarettes because right. like mm -hmm. you don't know and mm -hmm. so that was excruciating so I can only imagine I've had a girl say to me if I don't have a baby I'll feel like I failed in life those it are the things that like I feel like need to be said so the first time I didn't have a boyfriend it sucked the second time I had a boyfriend the same boyfriend I have now um lucky uh he's great <laughs> <laughs> um it still sucked yeah I did better I got more eggs the second time it's still not an but easy process even with him there having support. someone there to support is great um, does I it, didn't. How does he feel about? Oh, he drove me to the appointment. But I mean, how does he feel about you free, freezing your eggs? He, like, have you guys even thought that far down the line? So he is a gem, and he was just like, 
you know, you want to do this. We're going to do this. And like, I'm going to be here. He, like I said, he drove me to my appointments. Um, really mature about the whole thing. I think he's happy about it because I think we still are going to try and have it like the old fashioned way. Mm -hmm. um, but if the old fashioned way doesn't work, you then we'll get, we have and the backup. And had all this paid and for. That it, was, right? yeah, yeah. So and it's so not like a ton of pressure. The only thing is now is something that we have another conversation for, so I won't have him watch this, is <laughs> if it gets to a point and like we're planning on getting married and all the other things, but I don't want to get married and have to have a kid because of my age. I hate being told what I have to do. Mm -hmm. So what we might do is go. So we might yes. do it again and do what Heather did, which is, mm -hmm. or one of the things I'm going to broach with him is let's do this a third time and actually get the embryos. Mm -hmm. And that way I have a little bit of mine, a little bit of mine, and maybe one of his if we decide to go that route. But that one I'd have to pay for. And so I'm less inclined because. And can they take your already frozen chickies and just put sprinkle or sperm, sperm? I wouldn't do that because if he's not around, I don't want my little chickies to be in. Pot. But no, if you guys were ready, like if you're ready tomorrow, if he's like, I want the baby tomorrow and you're like, hell yeah. And everything was ready. Transfer. Yeah. Yeah, could you just oh, I actually don't could he come all over I, your curtains. I hope so. <laughs> I don't freeze them. I don't know if you thaw them out. I mean, sperm is hot. Yeah. They would do it with his fresh sperm. I would guess yeah. they would yeah, unfreeze hers. Not immediately. They pop that in the microwave for a little yeah. <laughs> seconds. Like scrambled egg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how. It's, I don't know anything about if they can mm. do that. They don't all live through the unfreezing process mm -hmm. as well. That's why they want you to start out with so many because it's about four stages till full fertilization uh, where you can go through the genetic testing. And so they would take hers off ice because she might lose some through that process. And then once it was unfrozen, they first would check his sperm, make sure he's healthy on that, take his fresh sperm and then go through the fertilization process. And then through those steps, they might lose some eggs more yeah. through that process as well. I think, you know, when you get to a certain age, you're like, oh, I, you know, you, you do want to have kids, you know, you end up sort of maybe, you know, being with somebody that's maybe not the right partner mm. for you, right? Mm. And I think that this is for women is so empowering because it just gives you more options, right? Yeah. Because guys, like, they don't, they don't think about it, right? They think that they can always get, you know, have kids at whatever age. They never want to Exactly. <laughs> they can. They can, sure. But you know what's interesting is, you know, dating, being in my, you know, late 30s, like, a lot of guys also feel the pressure. They want kids. It's, wow, it's actually yeah. really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, really? And is that, like, something you put yeah. in your Tinder profile? Like, my eggs are frozen, by the way. <laughs> No, do you ever have that conversation? Yeah, I do. And like guys are usually like very happy about that. Really? If they, if they want kids. They know that it's an option, right? Um, so, you know, I, you know, you generally kind of just feel it out. Um, I think in general, you, when you're older, you kind of know what you want. And yeah. you're not like trying to fuck around with like, you know, guys that aren't like in the same place as you are. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, it's, it's, it's nice to have, um, be able to, you know, extend that time and define, try to find that right partner to have kids with. So do you ever feel <laughs> the conversation about age like I joked like are you going to stand your bullock the situation but is that something you even think about I have I, I know people that have done it and I I think it's just really hard to yeah. do it alone you know, so I wouldn't rule it out, but I think it's, I think it's tough. I think you need to be in a monetarily in a place to do mm -hmm. it because mm -hmm. I think you need to have a lot of support and luckily I do have family close by, but I just think it's tough. You know, yeah. it's, I think it's just, I think it's tough to have kids with a partner and I think it's just like so hard to do without. And you did the process twice mm -hmm. and you said the, that your work only paid for some of it. Some of it. Yeah. Is <clears throat> anyone willing to talk about the price of what? Mm -hmm. was it's about five, 10, to 15 it 10 to 15 on yeah. average per, per I think time. If, I think yeah and I think if you go through the fertilization process it's closer to 25 yeah I was like 25 right? mm -hmm. 10 so to 15 and my insurance did 
take care of um, ultrasounds and then like the blood work that you'd have to do. Now, is that something you checked out before or were you guys kind of like, we'll pay whatever to make this work? Yeah, exactly. Like I didn't really check it out. And then I like, like when you called my insurance like, and they were like, oh. oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. We were just like, okay, we'll just pay it. What so. about the rest of you guys for price? It was about the same as the day. So 10 to 15. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think the procedure itself is eight. But fortunately, because I didn't work last year, I might have lower income on my tax returns. And then there is some. I, see, I don't even know. I don't even think about like I'm just not even in. Well, I deal with money, too. So yeah. but I will say that the facility that we went to, which actually uh, Shadi was the first person to go there. Uh, she recommended it to me. And that's also the clinic that I've been using and Heather as well. And so oh, they the want to do it. My, my friend uh, had gone to them. They're mm. they're just a well known in, in LA, and they're like a farm basically. Are they just, HRC? Uh, uh, SR, SCRC. 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 Southern yeah. California Reproductive yeah. Center mm-hmm. in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they have offices throughout LA. It, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'll say actually that to that point, it's really important that you like your doctor yes, and you feel comfortable. Because I actually had a first doctor who I just like didn't feel that comfortable with. You know, like she was. They're they're all like experts and like mm-hmm. highly regarded. Um, but just like the bedside Gut manner, feeling. not mm-hmm. like as warm mm-hmm. and kind of, and then, I, and then the second time around, it did have this Dr. Copians who now I think the, these guys went to, and she was just like phenomenal and just mm. was really, and nurse. what's that? And the nur- nurse, Julia. Yes. And, and the nurses, <laughs> they're the ones that are always <laughs> contacting you. So, you know, it's really important to make sure you feel like safe and comfortable. And cause you know, at the end of the day, like fertility is an emotional thing. Yeah. You know, it's like mm-hmm. Steph was talking about, like it is, <laughs> you know, that. so just, you might as well be feel comfortable around the doctor that's, that's yeah helping. and I mean I bring up too like the race thing because I feel like white women have such a privilege I can't even imagine what it's like for black women if they can even be listened to at like a regular doctor appointments like when you're talking about something like fertility I can't even imagine how different the conversation goes yeah. Uh, Dev, as our well-known versed fertility expert. Oh, shit, I wasn't supposed to say expert. Sorry. Can you talk maybe about some of those, like, gut-feeling things that Shadi was talking about? Like, when you should maybe, like, go, this doesn't feel right, or, like, I don't like this person, or red flags, maybe? Well, as a donor, there's huge, um, there's a huge problem with overstimulation. So they will actually, because they're young women, typically, who do this, and doctors... Like I, I don't want to say they get greedy, but they want the best. Um, they want the best situation. They mm-hmm. want to make a successful pregnancy mm-hmm. for another person. Because then they get paid more. No, I don't think it's they get paid more, but their Yelp rating goes up ah. or something like that. Um, so you, they can get overstimulated, which means mm-hmm. you get too much, too many hormones, and your body creates too many eggs, mm. and you only have a finite amount. Like you, you sprout too many follicles, and it's really, really, really painful. Ooh. Um, and it like lasts for like six weeks. So if oh. you feel like your doctor, if you just have this gut feeling like your doctor is a little bit too invasive mm. about um, like how many eggs you have mm. and just make have you like feel bad, make you feel bad, has a God complex. Mm tear that shit up like talk them down don't be afraid to go to the front desk and be like what the actual fuck and that's something that I feel like we're learning how to do with figures of authority like I think it's happening with the police force right now I mean we don't have to get into that conversation but I feel like people are, aren't afraid to talk back to the cops to a certain I, no, degree. I, I'm sorry maybe this is like my white woman privilege but I always have the mindset of being like, I'm fucking paying for this. You know? I, like, like, doctors mm-hmm. scare the ever living shit out of me. I have the hardest time standing up to and like saying that, like, this feels off or like, you're wrong, man. Did you guys all go to women doctors? 
Yes. No. Mm -hmm. Stephanie. Mm. I have a question. Is mm. there a world in which these women that are donating, yeah. something could backfire for them? Because you said they overproduce with hormones and whatnot, oh, yeah. and they're dropping so many eggs. Is there a world in which 10 years later, they're oh. trying to have a baby on their own with their partner, I, and it does, it's not working? When I, was, when I was recruiting, I got that question a lot. And um, there's not enough evidence or research to support that that's how that works. And I, wow. it's, not, it's not something that, because your body, it's a natural cycle. So even after like one month, after you it's give different. your, after you like donate or like do IVF, um, your body refreshes. Right. They, like, they can't prove it. And exactly. that's what the, my doctor had said is that everyone has a different amount and there's no way of telling. So you can't tell if doing that surgery yeah. impacted something no. or not because there's no way to be able to, you can't get the beginning amounts. You can't figure out the mm -hmm. middle. So you can't decide or tell whether it impacted. And it's also like, I mean, your doctor told you to wait a year, uh, right? Did you have to wait a year? No, she did. Oh, wait, who's, my, yeah, wait, someone, someone's doctor told you to wait a year. Well, I had already started out. I had thyroid issues when I first went and got all my blood work done. It took me about six months to straighten those out and then when I went in they said there's just not a lot there we recommend supplements for at least three months because the only time. data that really comes out of taking supplements is taking it for at least three months right so but what you to your well, point is that what just because you didn't have a successful look the first go around doesn't mean in three months it right. could be completely that's different. Also what my that's what my acupuncturist told me. That's what happened to you, Stephanie, <laughs> when you had like your first go around and it was like, okay, but mm -hmm. then the second one was more successful. They tell you to, they'll give you different ideas and they don't know whether it's going to work. And that's the thing that you need to remember. And like one of the things that like was really helpful for me the second time is being really kind to myself, which is what mm. everyone says. Like, but the first time I was so mad, I was like, I did this wrong. I did this wrong. And the second time I was like, my body's doing the best it can do. Mm -hmm. And so like acupuncture, I tried that because that's what they'll recommend. Wow. I hated acupuncture. I am not an, I am not a Zen person. So sitting there for an hour with needles in me was like, made me so We're much more anxious. We know you. I mean, like, and by the way, I'm on three comp pills normally. No, no, but like, I like can't sit there. And so finally the acupuncturist, she was like, you're, you seem like you're not enjoying this. And I was like, does anybody? And she's like, everybody. And so then I went back everybody. and my doctor was like, if you don't like it, then don't do it because the whole thing is it's supposed mm -hmm. to do different things. And so you have to figure out like what, what works for yeah. you. And the second time I literally, and this is so embarrassing, but legitimately true. I woke up every morning and I was like, I am a chicken. I am a chicken. <laughs> and I would like smile and be like, I'm going to harvest eggs. And I got four more. So the first time I got two eggs, the second that. time I got four. Yeah. I don't care how embarrassing I am. Like I got double the amount of eggs. And by the way, still not a lot, but for me, I was like, it's affirmation daily affirmation. And it's just like something yeah. that made me feel like better. And it was the best I can do. And maybe looking back, well, it wouldn't have yeah. changed anything, but just being able to, and then it made me laugh and like God laughing in the morning God was like, <laughs> well, that's what they say about women who believe they can't get pregnant. And then as soon as they stop trying, it happens. Well, it's, it's like, the stress and stuff. It's the stress and stuff. So then for the ones who have done the process, can we go through, like, if someone is listening who is thinking about, like, okay, I want to freeze my eggs, what are the steps? Like, I think I'm technically taking the first step by going just to put a fucking wand up in there in a flashlight and go, like, who do, who, who's in here? Like, what are the, what do we do to see? Well, there's, it's different for a donor and if you have IVF. What, the, can you explain what IVF is? So IVF is the process of harvesting your eggs. What? That it's the, it's the drugs. It's just the whole process of like. No way. That's what that means. It's just no. It, it, it takes a long time because the whole process is like six weeks. Intravenous why fertilization. Yeah. Yeah. Why do people? Why, why, do, why is there any stigma against IVF? I thought IVF There's was not. like. Oh, 
There's a lot of stigma against women that do IVF. I know somebody right now, and they are currently doing IVF, and they're removing a chromosome from the husband in this case that has an interesting, very rare genetic disorder. (gasps) They're removing a chromosome, and then... Uh, yeah. creating the embryos in the petri dish for lack of better words mm-hmm. yeah. and when they're going to go on ice soon and when they're ready they're going to test it to make sure that genetic yeah. thing is not okay so, so yeah. going back to like why is there any stigma against IVF because I feel like is it the idea that oh, you couldn't do it you couldn't harvest it naturally? there's so much pressure on the female body to do to, to breastfeed mm-hmm. to have normal periods to be a certain size and there's stigma on the human for any any female who wants to or any female body person who wants to uh, uh, harvest their eggs, there's any stigma if like a person wants to take control of their body. If we want to say that we're autonomous, if we want to take control of our time, there's fear. There's so much fear wrapped up and and like lack of knowledge when it has to, I mean, fuck, they used to only base research about heart attacks off of the male body. And then we saw so many women dying of heart attacks. And it's because heart attacks are completely different in the female body. And don't most people have heart attacks statistically on Monday morning? I mean, that did make sense. But for me, it would be a Tuesday. <laughs> is that tomorrow? No, that's today. Yeah, that's tomorrow. So, um, I survived today. So, okay, so. so the first step is well, if distinguishing you're... between IVF <laughs> and being a donor. Because if you're a donor, they sync you with the mother. So you have to go Wait, on... Wait, they period sync you? Yes. So you go... Hold oh, the oh. fuck on. Right, right. So they would sync what? you with the mother. So you How would go you on... How do sync... Full moon? Wool. <laughs> yes. You paint. Witchcraft. It's like the Lion King where they paint blood over your head yeah. and you like go naked into That would be the amazing. Into, yeah, um, I'd sign up for that immediately. <laughs> yeah, just go out with the woods with some lady and be like, let's talk. Girl. <laughs> like, that's like a first date for me. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Anyway, uh, they sink you through birth control. And that was actually the worst part for me. And I'm like, everybody's different. Everyone experiences IVF or we're donating, donating differently. But I, my body hates birth control. Mm. I just, oh my God, I just turned into a crazy fire monster every single time. Mm. Every single time. Mm. And so that was the worst part, those three months where I was Why does that matter? Because they want... Usually, when you get a donation, you go and do like you insert them immediately. Mm. Either you make an embryo, or you give it to your surrogate, uh-huh. or you give it to yourself. Oh, so you need to be like literally in sync because it's like we got a hot tamale over here. We got to yeah, put it in pass the that over, oven. pass okay. that puppy over within so a matter of like weeks. If you're donating, first step is syncing with the mom. Mm-hmm. If you're IVFing, first step is. Oh, well, there's a lot of doctors around. I'll be GYN probably and say, I'm, what I did was I just said, I'm looking to freeze my eggs. Can we just check in and see how we're doing down there? So she did an ultrasound Which and is some blood work. vaginal? A vaginal ultrasound. Because I think when people think of ultrasound, they think of what Amanda did. What, what no, no. Yeah, they do both. Sound is yeah, just like a form, of tech, yeah, a, a form of technology where they use Is it the called tech. a transvaginal yeah. ultrasound, right? Yeah, because it's... Just it's a wand. It's a big old wand. <laughs> it's like it a wand. Hurt? No, That's not at all. Great, but there's like pressure, especially once you're through the process a little bit more, and you're really bloated because your eggs are growing, and then it's just weird, but it doesn't hurt. Mm, okay. Blood work. So that and blood work and, and the so, combination of the two, they can probably give you an idea of where your egg, where so your quant- quantity is at. Which you were talking about, that doesn't necessarily speak to your quality, which Correct. would you would find out once they remove them mm-hmm. and try to and- an extent. And they find out even more once the embryo is fertilized, because then they can actually do genetic testing okay, earlier okay. on in the process, yeah. uh, the egg by itself it, and it's not only just the fragility, but obviously the <laughs> the 
DNA comes from the embryo itself. So and then they can run genetic tests. And then after that, you you still don't know if your kid's going to be an asshole or not. <laughs> like, there's so many factors, yeah. you know? So I this guess I'm true. skipping a couple steps. So you go OBGYN and you're like... That's what hey. I would do if I was... And honestly, anyone out there at all, because just do it. I There's no reason why this ultrasound shouldn't be performed in your 20s. We go to the gynecologist every single year. It takes five minutes and it, it gives you an idea. It they should, should absolutely. I think it will but be. But is it covered by I think insurance? You, I think it will be at some point. Well, that's... You know I think they're advocating for it. Yeah. I don't know if Planned Parenthood is, but I've started to hear more rumbles about advocacy for including this in your annual checkup. It might not be included, but it's it's $150 cheaper than 15. Yes. I'm not saying that, you know, there's also like tech companies that are mm -hmm. like actually working on building things that are like these kits that you can like send out. So there's like innovation happening in that area because I think there's a a recognition that we need this. Because what if you were born with less eggs? You don't know that. And if I know I'm tracking from 23 to 28, like I'm 33 to 38, then I'm probably going to make plans to freeze my eggs sooner than later. That's all my fucking Facebook pages right now. It's just ad after ad after ad of get know your fertility better. You need to you need to figure it out. And I'm like, shit, do it. I guess I fucking do. So that's why I'm going to get my, my balls counted. And then so after I'm like, great, I got balls, but I don't know if there are any good balls. You talked about shots. You talked about shots. What? You have to put shots in your belly. Mm-hmm. So I gotta go to butt. They can no, no, no. no there's no, no. two ways to do. Well, there's <laughs> there are probably more than two ways, but the two ways we know about. I'll talk about ours, or you can talk about ours too. And then Heather had hers done, but you basically you go in. They do the. This is you go in. You find your doctor. They do an ultrasound. When you're ready to start doing it, it takes sometimes like ten to fourteen days, depending on. It all depends. Everything depends on how your body's reacting, how you're responding, mm. how big your eggs are growing. That changes the type of medicine, the amount of shots you're going to get, mm. your reactions to it. So there's never going to be one podcast that's going to tell you a step-by-step because mm-hmm. everyone's different. Mm-hmm. Um, I what was, the fuck are we doing? <laughs> yeah. What are we even doing here? Um, but I gave myself three shots a night. Uh, you yeah. have to, and some of them like shoddy help me with they're, they're like legitimately like nurse it's Jane fine. by the time you're done yes. you like put in one then you put it into another then you shake it up and twirl it around then you like sit there you pinch a little bit of your fat and then you like and then you're, you're not a doctor you don't I am doctor. now you should if you guys needed a shot I could give anybody a okay, shot okay but yeah. so I'm, I don't mean to go back but so you said I'm ready to have IVF what you guys did was technically IVF mm-hmm. yes and what you did was technically IVF yeah it is IVF okay so just went yes. the stage further got it so so you guys say i'm ready they say we need to up your count even though you already had a good number or like i say good like yeah so like i think she was saying there's like a different protocol that they're gonna say these this combination of drugs for this amount of time and then they by the way they're doing ultrasounds you're like you're going in every three days sorry you're going in every three days or so for an ultrasound and for blood work so there's blood work they do too every three days yeah who that's has why, the time well that's why it's tough right mm-hmm. i had to go from my job in santa monica to to beverly hills every that traffic, you know bye. right but yeah I would do it early in the morning and come back. So, you know, you just kind of work around it with your schedule, but. And you have to wear long sleeve shirts because if you don't tell people you have shots and bruises because you're getting blood every day. So if you're not doing something like this or you have the bandage over, it looks like you're a heroin addict. Well, can I ask both of you, were you open about when you were doing it? Like, were you talking to stuff? You're shaking your head, no shot of your neck. I didn't talk. And there was no one I was like close enough to at work to talk about it, but it didn't really impact my job. Like I actually took a trip, a work trip when I had during it too. 
And I, you had to bring your like I your took needles. the needles to give you a, like a you know a piece of paper that says you can do it. Yeah, I mean, like, I think to Steph's point, you know, you're so much stronger than you think you are with uh, it. Yes. And and I was like, my aunt at some point had to like do something where she had to give herself shots. I just thought it was the craziest thing. And then the first time I did it, I, I totally fucked it up. I, oh, I, yeah. I remember I like wasted some of that, and that stuff is gold, Same. right? Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, oh my god, like, what is it? I mean, it's just hormones. like the like yeah, they're like follicle stimulating yeah. hormones, like or they're just different. What? combinations of them but Couldn't it's expensive sell it on the street i think they're only good for a certain amount of time yeah is it like so you and they've been refrigerated yeah. and it's like a and, whole and, and, and they're they specified to your body yeah. yeah so is there yeah. any world in which i go in in two weeks and they're like yeah you got lots of them and i'm like great take them out right now or do, to your point you Shari, you're saying you ha- you have to do what you get a protocol of drugs you so have to no matter what they, even they, if they're sorry go ahead i don't want to interrupt you no no i was gonna say i think so i one other thing that i want to say before i forget is um i did actually i think the second time i didn't end up needing all the of one medication and I did actually donate it back to them because it was still good. Mm. So somebody, you know, could you, so there are those, but it's just that they do expire after a certain amount of time. It's like Botox. So I did, so when I was getting my shots every day, um, you get a different one. I didn't tell anybody. I was embarrassed about it. I was just like, not because like, I don't think people should do it because I do, but because the first time I did it, I was single and by myself and I felt old. It like, there's nothing that's like, boost you up. There's no filter for IVF. I felt old. I felt shitty and I didn't tell anybody. And so I actually, because the person who did my surgery was my friend's dad, um, which sounds weird, but he's like one of the best ones in Southern, in Southern mm-hmm. California. He's amazing. I know we said that, but he's just like tapering expectations. He's a really, really great person. It was a fantastic thing. Um, but he gave me a doctor's note because again, the things that I do have an impact. And so if they like, if I fucked up a contract and they were Ooh. like, you're on medication that may not make you think so well, like mm. I could, there could have been implications for me. Well, that's a, that's a good point that and so you're not thinking about like, not only the physical, uh, stuff that's happening to you, but like, I was stressed. There's medical, mm. there's mental things that any medication can do. Oh my God. They're hormones. So when I was, when I went on them, I turned into a fucking fire monster. I cried. At, I remember mm. one day I went into for one of those doctor's appointments and I like, I couldn't drive home. Wow. I was a mess. Mm. They gave me my own doctor's we room to cry. Friends. I sat outside and just cried in the cry. car. Aww. I just sat there. You just, you just cry. You it's just so really important. selling this for me. Uh, <laughs> but you all talk about how you're so glad you did it yet. When do you know your bacon and eggs are ready to be? They tell you. You go in every single day or every other day. They take your blood and they're like, it's growing, it's growing, it's growing. What do you you mean? The eggs are getting, the follicles are certain size. You can feel it too. You're like, you get, it looks like you have like a little, you have, you have a little bloat. It's like your ovaries ate a Thanksgiving dinner. And so for you, Heather, Mm -hmm. how was your extraction different from well, the process is different because um, we knew that we were making embryos. So you have to actually test to see like your follicle count. And then um, your partner has to also um, test and make sure his little swimmers are all, you know, up and running. Um, so we did that. And then you also have to do a test um, to make sure you guys don't have the same genetic markers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes. And then, Great so. Reveal. <laughs> Like I had like three, oh, they're genetic mutations. So yeah. I had two genetic mutations, but mine didn't match his. So mm. then it's fine to proceed with the next step. So, um, but what we know people, your mutations? 
Mine was. Is it I something where, where you would hear like that's ADHD and you're like I don't want my kid no, to have ADHD. It would be I'm like, not doing it. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of things, and and he's also Ashkenazi Jew, so there's other things that um, come up specifically. Um, it could be anything. It could be like yeah, a cilantro it, yeah, mutation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. I mean, like, I, I have know. it. If I have it and he has it, then the likelihood it's. Uh, I think it kicks it up to like 50% or higher and the likelihood of your kid having it is like much higher. And then if I have it and he doesn't have it, then it's less than 1%. So. But it's interesting because um, if you have siblings, they could have the same mutation. It's 25% chance that they do. So if they decide to procreate, it's good for them to know, for them to tell their partner. So it's so, so they could be carriers too of the same sort genetic of mutation. like Brack. Uh, yeah, they, they test for 350 mm-hmm. genetic disorders. Yeah, mutations. Yeah. I got tested to Heather's point for what? 350 oh, mutations. Uh, so after you're 35, you uh-huh. have to be tested for these. You're not. I know, but now nowadays you can just choose to do it. So insurance Wait, didn't cover it. You, you're doing this when you're. Telling I was your pregnant. Gyno, yeah, were- I was pregnant. Oh, you were pregnant yeah, already. Yeah. Okay. As Amanda, the pregnant woman. Okay, I was <laughs> like, wait, why would they just test yeah. like without so your permission after, after 35? thirty-five? They highly encourage getting genetic testing. Uh huh. To Heather's point, um, and they test for three hundred fifty different things, and I came back with nothing. So therefore, they did not care to have Brent tested. Because it uh, wouldn't matter because it Because you match. have nothing that's mutated. Uh, I had zero, so it didn't matter if Brent had a hundred. Look at you fucking over here. I'm a plus student. No, but I think like what you guys are all saying is like. It doesn't matter. It's it's going to be so different and so individualized, the experience where it seems like I know some people who like loved being donors or like have been a surrogate multiple times. But I think like this is such a individualized experience. Experience that I don't want any of these stories to like turn you on or turn you off towards it. It really is about like Shadi, like you said. I think we are kind of having this revolution of like taking the power back of our future or whoever said that about taking control of your body, yeah. right? Because I think that's a very new <laughs> thing. Let's say Shadi has her her eggs frozen or anyone here with frozen eggs and they just choose not to have a child at some point. Oh, Can you true. then sell them? Ooh, 10 years later. Would you and sell maybe them? Collect Mine's a on the donation list. Yes. You're on the donation list? They ask you. Might ask me like they asked you what happens and it's if you don't use them, if you don't want them, what do you do? Would you donate? And mine was like, will you donate them to a family or will you donate them mm-hmm. for science? And I thought because of my age and because it would be probably better for them to test the age. So I have mine for research. Mm. I felt like I'd be responsible if someone couldn't use my egg. And so I was like, Research. But can yeah. you get paid? Is what I asked. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. How much? I can. So Amanda's like, I know I can have a black baby. The interesting thing is, actually, Amanda, if you wanted to, like, say Bo is your only baby, if you wanted to sell donate now, you would make more money oh, because you've had Bo. So, like, if you if you were, and that's the beautiful thing, and that's why I decided to 
uh, donate in general is because back to that, that story I was telling later when the donor fled, they put the mother on the line and she got on the phone. We're all expecting, we're bracing for her to chew us out as the business. And she get on the, she gets on the phone. She talks about how she checked all the boxes in life. And she was so, so calm. She's like, I went to college. I found the right guy. We waited until we had money. we created a home and then we were ready. And this is all we wanted to do. And now I feel like I put this pressure on this girl to provide for me. Is she okay? I just really hope that she's okay. And that was the moment that I was like, I feel like I'm not using these eggs. They are good. I am. They're going to die. I want to give them to somebody Mm -hmm. who, if, especially if they're going to pay me, I want to give them to somebody (laughs) who, you know, will create life with it, you know, and they are just bits and pieces of my DNA. And that is really, really, and I want to help women. I mean, I've committed my life to helping women. So like, I want to make sure that I can like give. Did you disclose how much you, can you disclose how much you made? Um, so for example, I made about $10,000. Damn. Um, but like, it depends on who you are. So Asian and Jewish women, you typically make more, um, just because it's like the high That's end. The demand. Um, and, uh, also specifically if like you've had a baby before you make a lot of more money. And then if you've had successful donations, you, you up your price more and more and more. Whoa. So I worked with a woman who wow. had donated like six times and she just wow. was making money on the side. She's like, I don't want to be pregnant. She got like okay with the process she had a pretty easy time and she just kept doing it so then like for someone like kim kardashian say where she when i found out that i i'm gonna say this in quotes she only paid a hundred thousand dollars to her surrogate does your financial situation place you in a better position for success i mean obviously not right like you could pay a million dollars and there's no guarantees but if you are wealthier, do you get any better? Yeah, they price results they, treatment. They pick. They kind of price out. I mean, this sounds really shitty, but they do price out donors like that. Well, yeah, we did a Buzzfeed video see. about it where you would like we had like four different t- women in different stages of their lives and just back, different backgrounds of mm-hmm. every situation, and you literally get a price like a bounty on your head of what your eggs are worth. But I think. What can people do if they're listening to this and they are kind of going like, that sounds like something I'm interested in because I'm not, when you just said like, I'm not using them. I was like, oh fuck, I'm not using that. Like every month I'm just like, (laughs) bye, (laughs) see you never. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) See you never. Bye. (laughs) There is something to like, uh, just like not being wasteful like we're all in that bad environment all and by the way I love this conversation because I feel like a lot of women are gonna watch this or listen to mm. it and go please please donate yeah. your eggs like, yeah. I can't have a baby and so thank you so yes. much yeah. for doing that yes. I think that's amazing yeah. and I had a baby very easily so mm-hmm. you donating your eggs like you did honestly makes me want to tear up Aww, and I don't even I know I have a baby who'll fucking cry over everything oh my god <laughs> yeah but you you change you fundamentally like your DNA completely changes so what then could you say to maybe some people that are listening um just about how you can get involved with donating I think it's because oh my god uh, the uh industry is so patriarchal mm-hmm. um I think the first thing and if anyone's like lightly interested is to reshape your mind around it totally I'm saying it's not easy. 
IVF is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Some people, like I had a pretty easy time. I mean, it still sucked at certain points, but it, you know, comparatively, I had a pretty easy time. But you know, you still have to shoot yourself up with shots. I was wondering, and when you first do it, you make the mistake, which is so bad. First off, on your belly, there's a point where you're numb and you can't really feel the shot going on. But you, did you did you guys do the thing where you like wipe yourself with the alcohol swab and then do it too quickly and it stings really bad? Uh, I made all the mistakes. Because the alcohol, oh my god, that hurts so bad. Um, yeah, and then you're like, am I dying? Oh my god, how did I run? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just it's empower yourself. This is something that you know it sucks a little bit right now, but they haven't done enough medical research about it. Yeah, and we as women have to take our power back. Yeah, you know. Well, I like what you said, and Dana, we hadn't really touched on yet that you're about to go in for, I mean, like your second go round at. Uh, not the attempt. The attempt. <laughs> yeah. to, to, I second up that. Like you're you're about to start the like shot situation, right? That's what you mean yeah. by the second attempt. Yeah, I went in before, and the nurse actually was like, "Look, this is a really this sucks, and you know you kind of don't want to do it if everything isn't lined up great." I'm just, she said, "You can, you certainly can, but if it were my sister, I would say Aww. take a few months, mm. do the supplements. I wouldn't want to." put you through this process so how with are you where going, you're at. How are you going into it this second time? I mean, I've physically, the other things have gotten into line and I'm just of the mindset, I'll get as much as I can. If I have to do it twice, I'll do it twice. Mm-hmm. The other thing they said was a lot of times after you're stimulated the first time, you're usually, you, you'll get more eggs the second time oh, because nice. your body's but, kind of prepped for it and it's uh-huh. already naturally stimulated to begin with um they also said they've had people get pregnant naturally a lot of times after they've already done this because everything's kind of amped up down there she's ready to go yeah yeah (laughs) i wrote a a pilot uh that now i'm wondering if even is valid but i had wrote a pilot that a woman donated her egg donated her egg so that she could get money to freeze her own eggs is that something you can do? Absolutely. So you can donate to mm-hmm. then be like, now I actually just want to. F-. They should do like a two for one system like that. They should. <laughs> I, I mean, because now I'm thinking about yeah, it. Like yeah. after you really shifted my perspective, I'm like, maybe I should. Find- but I think no one would pick me. No one would pick me. Are you out of your mind? Bitch. Not true. No one would. <laughs> no. Healthy, you, young, fresh eggs. No, and you're tall. I mean, yeah, smart. Tall. Uh, to be Guys, fair, this wasn't meant for you to successful. now compliment me. I mean, me, you're beautiful. What I mean was, you're beautiful I mean, I and you're amazing. Facts. But if you're amazing oh. skier, very amazing. <laughs> like a Nordic princess. We were, yeah. You're a fucking. You're a fucking <laughs> goddess. Um, no, however, I got a migraine and puked everywhere and had a panic attack. Yeah, she I, has a beautiful memory. If, if I were to, if I were to donate again, I wouldn't be selected because now I'm on Lexapro. Oh, same. You can't be uh, on any SSRIs. Oh, so then I can't even do it anyways. Well then never fucking mind we're all gonna die alone um if we could all just go around one last chance and just say maybe something about like your experience in uh conjunction with fertility whether it be egg donation egg receiving ivf that uh i mean a lot of young women listen to this podcast <laughs> i didn't mean to emphasize <laughs> No pressure. I, like every young I woman I know. <laughs> yeah. But like I think, like you said, Amanda, this is this is going to be an impactful thing. So if you could leave our audience with one thing, I've struck out too many times tonight to keep going. And yet we're still in love with you. 
Thanks, babe. Thanks for staying with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what? Let's start with where we started. Diana? Sure. I'm, this Diana. is Dana. Hi, and Diana. I would just say knowledge is power. Go as soon as you can, as early as you can. Get get the diagnostic testing done uh, because the, the more information you have, the better decisions you can make. Mm. And, you know, just be kind to yourself that mm. you can't control this. I got very emotional when I was told that there, you know, weren't as many. I had the egg count of a 43 year old. That's what they <laughs> said. So, so it's very emotional. Yeah, have vote. a support don't system. Don't say anything if you don't have something nice yeah. to say or whatever. <laughs> but they need a temper expectations. Okay, fine. Yeah, so it's just be kind to yourself, have a support system, and I, you know, I'm not bashful to talk about these things, but you know, a lot of the the women here, you know, help me get through that as well. So it is emotional, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. get tested early as soon as you can. If you're in your 20s, definitely just do a check in, see where you're at. It's never too early. Mm-hmm. It's never too early. It's never too early. Right? At least, at least then you can make plans. Um, you know, you, you know can what see God where you're says at. About making plans. Okay. <laughs> Life happens when you're busy making plans. plans. Whatever. Okay. Uh, You you can, you, you at least have an informed decision versus a very emotionally based and you're rushing into something that you're not really ready for. At least then, you know, you have some time on your side, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Heather. Um, Darling. Ditto to what Dana said. (laughs) Plus Um, one. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. I think if anyone has any question, if they should do it, if they're even curious, then I think at least just researching and starting the process and going down that hole, you can always stop at any point. So may as well. It's not going to hurt you. I mean, it may physically. (laughs) Yeah, but but, I mean, yeah. Knowledge is power. Yes. And congratulations on getting engaged. Thank you. Uh, Devin. Expert. Sex <laughs> Sex expert. Uh, yeah, sure. Your brain Whatever. is so wonderful. Ah. What what say you? Um I say that the female body um has is just like this magnificent, beautiful I mean, you know me, I, t- I teach dance, I teach S Factors. So you guys, like, we have to go to one of her pole classes. Yeah. Yeah. It was in. the most incredible. All the lights are off and there's no mirrors, so like you're just in your own fucking thing. I did not give a shit. I was oh, ready yeah. to take my top off and like undo. To be fair, wouldn't you do that now? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we just on camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, fair. yeah, we have to go to one of our classes. It's fun. Yeah, I just like believe so wholeheartedly in the female body, and um, I mean in all bodies. I think they're so fascinating, and I just think that you know, it. Yes, the process kind of sucks, but. You know, the process of women voting for the first time kind of sucked. Like, it's, it, we're just now making strides in female and women's health. And so if we don't participate in our own health, what the fuck are we doing? Amen. I don't have anything intelligent to say. That's why I invited all of you here to teach me about your experiences. But holy shit, wow, am I so lucky. You guys, like, this podcast was supposed to be one person, I think. What I think, like, I was like, Heather, would you come talk about your eggs? And then someone was like, I got my eggs. I don't have my eggs. And I was like, wait a I am surrounded by like powerful pussies so I'm so lucky like really you talk about getting a support system like find your fellow sisters who have done this and I'm sure it's one of those things where like maybe we're lucky because we're in LA and we're very liberal but like 
find your people and like find, don't be afraid to ask questions. I think when it comes to this, I know I said I had nothing to say, but apparently I did. Johnny? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would echo all the sentiments, but you know, I think it's just don't make assumptions because mm-hmm. don't make assumptions that, you know, about that you can just have kids and no matter what age you are. And, um, you know, don't make assumptions that you're seeing celebrities having babies at 50, that Oof. you can have kids when you're 50. Yeah. So yeah, just do the research, um, do it as early as possible. And then also you can also save money then if you know earlier that you might need that so yeah oh, just that's um, a good point <gasps> just read up we didn't talk about how thick all these wallets are in this room that like we must we oh i can't imagine just like a middle american uh like nine to five salary makes this easy without the ability to leave work or get your yeah. appointments yeah. done like yeah. you have to make yeah well we're all very lucky huh? mm-hmm. Mama, I just want to say that I think everyone here is a kick-ass woman and a kick-ass mom in the future. Have a baby, don't have a baby, freeze your eggs, sell your eggs, have an abortion, have 16 fucking kids with 16 guys. <laughs> we will not have 16 kids. Um, I just think you should do whatever you want, whatever is right for you and your life and Fair. your body and your family. That's great. That's right. mm-hmm. Ending on the law. <laughs> well, you know uh, I official. will say... Um, Check your insurance policies. Yes, yeah. girl. Because a big difference between $15,000 and $0 out of your pocket, mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll do it twice. And if you only have to do it once, sometimes they'll pay for you actually to be fertilized. Check your insurance policies. And don't ask the men in your firm, call HR. Yes. Because a lot of people don't know. Mm. Um, with respect to mine, I know I said it was painful and it was tough and all the other things. I wasn't even sure I wanted to have kids. If you asked me if I would go back and do it, mm. I would do it a thousand percent because if anything else, I may not use them. I may do it. But the fact that I have a choice mm. and that makes all of the difference. Mm. If I wait 10 years and decide I want it, amazing. If I would have, and knowing looking back, I would have done it earlier. I wasn't sure. It actually took a shitty person I was dating to be like, oh, why would you not want the choice? And I was like, you're more. You're more on bit. That's okay. an accurate. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Diana was like the one good thing he brought was the hey. idea of like, hey, you have someone to be like, I was never going to. And so I would say this, check your insurance policies. Do it if you have the choice and the resources. There's no harm in getting it done. And then you have the choice. And if you decide not to do it, research or someone else gets it. If you decide you do want mm-hmm. it, you get a little baby that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to have. I d- d- want to end, but I had one quick question. Do you need to have insurance to be a donator? Donator? A donor. No, they, they usually the company will cover you. Whoa. So, you so all just, of your medical and cover, like when it has to do something with the, uh, with anything of, with the donation process, it, it's all covered for you. Good to know. That's a good thing to end on you guys. Thank you so much for this. I know that I was going to chop this into two episodes, but I actually think this is just an extra long episode. This was yeah, a beautiful an episode. Hour and a half. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for all of you guys for being honest and open and sharing your stories. I think it's because of women like you that are willing to talk about this kind of stuff that we do change the world. Like for instance, I don't think I would have ever really had the time or space to change my mind unless you just did Devin and talked about it and, cool. and brought up all those great points. So do your research, uh, stay in school or don't, it doesn't matter. Do drugs, <laughs> get it out of your system early. Rate right. this podcast uh, on iTunes. It very, very, very <laughs> much drugs. helps. Uh, you can always Instagram us or tweet us at confidentlypod. You can always send us an email at confidentlyinsecurepodcast at gmail.com. And we will see you next Woo! week. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Woo! Thank you.